0: i
1: Wednesday mornings rolled around. I'm Sharon Dale. I'm here with Jonathan Sinclair. And together we bring you Animal Central. Hi, Jono.
0: Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. Our favorite day of the week again. Wednesday's favorite arrived. Day.
1: Happy hump day.
0: Yes. And the sun's just came, come out like mm. in honor of this mm. show. So I'm very oh, happy yes. about that. Very, very this weather's true. getting me down.
1: Oh, tell me about it. Yeah.
0: This morning I had to, I even put on gray clothes because I was like, yes, you're feeling if you can't gray. beat them, you must just join them.
1: <laughs> I think that's the worst part. You don't know what to wear every day. Yes, yeah. then it does get hotter. Yeah. And I've always said that in my old age, I'm going to have to move to KZN or Cape Town or something because this weather just doesn't suit me. Well, you know,
0: the winters in Cape Town aren't much better. I think we actually, up here in Joburg, you know, mm. where we're sitting in our little studio, it's actually, I think we have it easier. Easier. I <laughs> yeah. think, so.
1: And I don't think we prepared yeah. No, in the still. States, you have all this indoor heating and mm. and all this lovely stuff. We, we don't have that.
0: It must be nice. It must be nice. Yes, must be
1: but it's nice. been an interesting week. We mm-hmm. actually are, uh, I um, Had a a couple of people call in and say they've been listening to the show and enjoying it. So so I hope they've been
0: downloading the podcasts as well. I hope so. I think
1: I think we had a lot of downloads when we had the lady in the phone. Schnauzer rescue. I tell you, Deborah Blaine is just an amazing lady. Yeah, I, I actually
0: saw all the posts going out on mm. Facebook. It's amazing. Yes. I, lo- I love it when we people should employ share. As a marketing person. We really, we really <laughs> are the only show, uh, you know, that yeah. really is an authority on animals yes. in South Africa. I mean, yes. in terms of internet radio, at least. Right. So it really is important that we get those podcasts out there and share it. Yes. And we really do have good information. I mean, Dr. Clint yeah, coming do. in. I mean, mm. that's free veterinary advice yes. That's you know, you and can't we'd put like a monetary to value get on. More
1: involved. Send yes. us questions, get involved, phone us. Send us uh, your questions or comments on WeChat. Mm. Let's make this interactive. Yeah, we need to do that. But the one complaint I did have Mm. was that we don't do enough about cats now. That's very interesting. I used to yeah. publish all about Cats magazine that we closed eventually due to the lack of support out there. <laughs> and it just seems like the whole cat, you know, loving market is, is a very different market from the dog market that mm-hmm. I'm used to. Mm-hmm. But I thought we'd maybe start today with a couple of interesting facts about cats. So I hope, uh, Charlene, if you're listening, here's your cat piece.
0: <laughs> and uh, from what I understand, it's nine facts?
1: There's loads of facts. Nine. Oh, I uh, thought it was we'll, going to we'll be nine because you know they have
0: nine lives. I just. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's okay. let's get started.
1: Okay, so uh, there's a whole lot of facts about cats, but let's just look at this one. This I found very very interesting. That did you know that cats are more aggressive if they are not neutered and spayed? Oh, okay. So very very important to mm-hmm. to have your cat neutered, because we really don't need more unwanted little animals out there in shelters. The other thing is cats get a sense of security from your voice. So remember to talk to them because they can pick up from your voice what you Mm. mean. So if you scold them, they will understand. And actually, they're very
0: vocal creatures. Very vocal Mm. creatures
1: with a lot of talents. They have 500 taste buds. What? Yeah. So that's a lot of taste buds. Um, I suppose that comes into use when they're eating mice and all (laughs) sorts of ugly, horrible things out there. Now their tongue is also interesting. It's a spoon for drinking. So they actually spoon the water in. They use it for grooming, and then it becomes a, a wash, a washcloth, or a comb, or a towel. Now, here's something interesting, and let's see if if you know. What is the technical term for a cat's hairball?
0: Technical term? Mm,
1: There's a term for it.
0: Hmm. I'm not even going to guess. What is okay, it? Okay,
1: it's called a bezoa.
0: Oh, you see, I would never so, have got that. You
1: see, so a bezoa. Hey? A bezoa. So now you know. Now going back to the spaying and neutering, did you know that the average cat has between one to eight kittens per litter mm-hmm. and about two to three litters a year? That is why.
0: Yeah, so you, you think uh, how much one unneutered cat yeah. uh, can yeah. produce in can lifetime. Yeah, Can have
1: so many little kittens yeah. and there's just not enough homes out there for them. Um, cats heartbeat. 110 to 140 beats per minute, that's twice as fast as our hearts. That's
0: strange because they're such um, docile animals. Mm. I mean, they sleep most of the day. Yes, so yes. Funny that.
1: So maybe one more. Let's have a look. What else? It's, a cat's brain is biologically more similar to a human's brain than it is to a dog's brain. Isn't that mm. interesting? Yeah, it is. So both humans and cats have identical regions in their brains that are responsible for emotions. So they can't do It's really know, interesting. People hey? who say animals can't feel emotions, they absolutely but can. But it it,
0: I think it is true that you do get cat people and dog people. Yes. Yeah. It's, yes. It's, it's funny that. And, you know, we actually did speak about cats once on our show. We had mm. uh, Ben Karpinski of the Gareth Cliff Show. He joined us to speak about oh, his right, cat. Uh, what was her name? Princess Mew guess. Mew. That's right. You know, and you know, Ben is like the manliest sports guy. <laughs> yes. you know, part of men's health and all these things. And then he has a and cat name Princess, Princess Mew Mew. I know. Yeah. And know. he's crazy about her. So it just. <laughs> And serve. then
1: I just you know another little thing that um if your cat's a house cat, please make sure that none of your house plants are toxic to them. Okay. Because there are a couple of plants that they can eat that can be highly, highly toxic. All plants, you know, as we know, have medicinal qualities and therefore some are potentially dangerous when when um eaten. So make sure that you've got no house plants in your house that can possibly poison your cat. And yes, going forward, you know, we'd love to have we we're looking forward to getting louise thompson and she's a cat psychologist
0: mm-hmm.
1: um a behaviorist rather so mm-hmm. that'll be quite interesting yeah, it's
0: interesting because you can't really mm. train a cat like you can train a dog it's not like you tap them on the snout or you yeah. know they, they're not dogs heel no yeah the no. cat's going to be like whatever
1: although you know how many people take their cats for walks really? i've seen people put their cats on a leaf my in cat a would laugh
0: at me there's <laughs> no way
1: are you a cat person
0: I, I, identify more as a dog person, okay. but I do love cats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: I'm the same. I, I think for me, any animal. I just,
0: I just don't appreciate how the cat doesn't really need you.
1: Mm, very <laughs> like, independent. If you don't
0: see your cat for like the day, you don't really worry. Yes. You know he does his own thing. Yeah.
1: But yes, now you've got going on something a little more serious. So we're starting the show with a lot of serious matters and issues. And then we're going on something really exciting because we've yes. got a little, um, dwarf pug in the studio yes. with Cheryl and Malcolm Cutest Gore thing. from. Park Rescue, it's just too adorable Mm -hmm. His name is Pickle and he'll be our Special guest later on, so let's get The heavy stuff out the way first
0: Well, you know, this week Sharon uh, Everyone's been going crazy about the gay rights That Mm. have, you know, come into fruition In America, but I thought let's focus on Some animal rights that I think need attention Now, you know, throughout my life I've always seen The bull run on TV, Mm. and it's not Something I would really watch, but I never thought It was really that cruel, I mean, I Mm. thought it's more cruel To the humans who get knocked out by these bulls Mm. But when I actually read up about it What a cruel practice it is And how the bulls are almost taunted Mm. So before they're allowed into the streets They're actually blindfolded So that when they open the door To let the bulls run through the streets Mm. They're blinded by the sunlight
1: And they're panicked
0: Yeah Oftentimes they have petroleum jelly put into their eyes what? so that they don't have correct vision, and that's why you often see the bull running into the walls, running into things, which oh, is really damaging it's it. Terrible. And a lot of the people who partake in those bull runs don't realize that after the bull has run, it lands up in the fighting ring where it's eventually ki- killed. So, uh, you know, I just really thought this is something that really needs to... And this is an
1: age-old tradition that these people think is lots of fun.
0: Very barbaric. Mm. You know, haven't humans, you know, evolved further than this?
1: Yeah, you'd think... So,
0: yeah, there was an article posted online, and I think there is... There are people trying to change the laws and try and fight Mm. for these bulls, but I think... I think because it doesn't happen in our country, we don't really pay that no, much attention sure. to it. But I, I was just astounded at what a cruel practice it really is because I never thought of it as being that cruel. I mean, you see the guys with the little reds Blankets in mm, the bull rings mm. And you think the bull Is just charging him And then what It goes back to its pen Or whatever And lives out its life No that's not the case That's not the case These animals are killed And taunted You know John and It's
1: interesting that you say I think that any practice Where human beings Use animals For their entertainment yeah. And enjoyment is a no no is cruel, I mean yes, bullfighting, bull running circuses mm. where these animals mm. are kept in horrible conditions and trained mm. to to entertain humans, um, dog racing, cockfighting, the list go pit bull fighting mm. the list mm. it 's all for human entertainment using these innocent little souls, yeah. which is wrong, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. So let's try to make a change one step at a time. Yep. But but that's why we have the NSPCA back. We have yes. Yaku Peter, sir.
1: Yaku, welcome. Thank you so much for coming back in again. And and Yaku is the manager liaison and also senior inspector from NSPCA. Welcome back, Yaku. Thanks Thank for you so being much for being back having with us. us. No, we felt we didn't have enough time with you last time, so we thought we'd get you back in. And I know there's a lot of... Things happening out there at the moment A lot of court cases and and things like that
2: That's quite correct We're quite busy at the moment And throughout the year we're quite busy with Mm. Rescuing animals and court cases
1: Yes, yes And I think you were saying earlier There's a big one Is it tomorrow in Feinachung?
2: That's correct. That is a case involving a, a goat with bestiality, oh. and the goat unfortunately didn't survive the ordeal. But fortunately, we managed to to lay charges, and and the the culprit is in in prison as we speak oh, and facing charges tomorrow. Oh, did they take him into custody? Really? Yes, good. That's good. correct. It's quite a serious offence in in South Africa. That's H- good to know. How do
0: you find out about a case like that? Because I would imagine bestiality would take a Place in a private setting. Sadly, most of
2: the cases are not reported, um, so we do rely on on public in terms of that to report it to authorities. And uh, fortunately, someone caught this um, mm. suspect and reported to the police and SPCA, and we managed to act
0: then. Mm. That's a very sad story. I don't want to get into logistics, but no. can I ask why would the why would it pass away from that? I mean, how does it get injured so badly that?
2: And this goat was strangled um, okay. in the process, and that's mm. why it sadly passed okay, away. Okay, right. okay. Oh, I, I
1: don't that know who story. would
0: do
2: that.
1: Yeah. How's your mind, actually?
0: Yeah, what's going on in the life of that yeah, person? that to they... do that. But, um, you... So now
1: he's in court tomorrow. That's correct. Um, and and you were saying there's going to be a protest going on and all sorts of things?
2: That's correct. The public has approached the Frienichen SPCA um, wanting to do more, and mm. um, they are going to call a protest outside court. Obviously, um, the and SPCA will strongly oppose that he is not granted bail so that yes. he remains in police custody.
1: Yes. And what is the. I mean, normally on, on a case like this, you say bestiality is a serious offence. Is it jail time, usually?
2: It, it is. Um, Culprits can be sentenced up to three years imprisonment or a fine of 60,000 if it's Mm. in a normal district court. If it's in a regional court, normally where these cases are heard, it's a fine up to 300,000 or 15 years imprisonment.
1: And Yaku, do these guys actually, I know our jails are jam packed with serious criminals.
2: Do they look at this as seriously and put them in jail? Usually? Sadly, um, animal cruelty cases are not always seen as priority cases, mm. even though the law makes provision for a harsh sentence. Um, just look at the the Oscar Pesturius yeah. trial. Yeah. He's in jail for such a short period and now he's out again. So compare that to animal abuse. Yes. Then unfortunately, the justice system does not take animal cruelty that serious. And, and we haven't had as um, harsh sentences um, of late. Of late.
1: And don't they give them community service? I would think that somebody... Make, being made to work at a shelter Or at the SBCA yeah, Some maybe, rehabilitation yes, yeah. exactly. The question
2: we always ask If a person is found guilty of molesting a child Do you want them to work yeah, in that's uh, true. A, oh, a nursery yeah. school that is such yeah. a point. So yeah. we definitely don't want an animal abuser Working amongst our yeah, animals And especially if a person has been found guilty For bestiality then mm. What about our animals in our case So yeah, that is, that's, is a You concern. make a good point I wonder
0: though how <laughs> common bestiality is
2: it is quite common, um, but sadly, it doesn't get reported as often.
0: I, I would just—I would hate to know what goes on in the mind. How do you reach mm. a point where you do that to an animal? You know what I mean? Yeah. Even a human. But I mean, what mm. do you really get pleasure from that? Do you really get satisfaction? Mm. Uh, I can't imagine.
2: I but if I can add, in this particular case, the community actually took matters into their own hands, and mm. they. Badly assaulted um, Mob justice. The accused mm. Yes And the police Had to intervene And stop mm. them From setting him alight <gasps> oh, yeah. sure. You know I
1: don't want to say good But my animal loving <laughs> Side Does kind of yeah. go Good good for them You yeah. know but These people Yeah, At involved. the end
0: of the day the, the community reacted Which is what we need uh, yeah. It is what we need yeah.
1: And then Yaku we, we spoke last week About the Metro Police dogs That are being yeah. Euthanized Rather than given To their handlers mm. What is your take on
2: Well first of all I find it very sad That um, the lady from the DA That made such a big noise about these dogs um, She went on social media And bad mouthed the SPCA and then last week on air, she said that the SPCA was marvelous and they're doing a good job and they didn't act, um, inappropriately. And that saddens us because, um, by causing such a, a huge outcry and making the SPCA's name bad before mm. getting all the facts first, it, it's quite mm. upsetting. And it, and, and it, it causes loss of income for us because people will stop donating then. Um, but fortunately she found the facts out and, right. um, the Amams uh, and Toti SPCA is now working closely, um, with the, the, the Etiquini Metro Police As they did from the start yes. In dealing with this matter And I think that we have to stress the fact That the Metro Police signed the dog over To the SPCA to be humanely euthanized and the SPC have to act on that instruction. We cannot go against any owner, um mm. what their wish is. Same with a veterinarian. If you take your animal into a veterinary practice to be humanely euthanized, the vet has to by law, um act on your instruction and cannot, um change your, your, your wish after you've left.
1: Really? So, so if someone comes to you and says euthanize this dog, you don't have the right to say, but it's a healthy, puppy. We're not going
2: to do it. Sadly, we don't have the right to do that because they complete paperwork. It's the right and of The ownership. paperwork, um, the owner mm-hmm. has the, 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 the lawful right to request what happens to the animal.
0: Well, uh, let's just take a refresher. Last week, we had both the Amams and two TSPCA on uh, and we had Diane Kola Barnard of the DA. And you know maybe she did lash out on social media, but i 'm glad that she used this platform to then clear it up and say that the s p c a was just doing what they were told to do, mm. which I think was what we got down to
2: and we're quite mm. pleased that she cleared yeah. it up, and we thank yeah. her for that no yes. for sure but
0: but I think that is important is to realize that the s p c a is not to blame they 're not out there to just euthanize dogs, and they you know
1: I think there's also so much um politics, and we uh, we you we were talking earlier that people don't know how to report these cruelty condition uh, acts. They don't know where to go, and they can seriously jeopardize it by going the wrong route, by pl- posting on Facebook or social media. Social media is a blessing and a curse at the same time.
0: That's great. Um, but, it is. Yaku, just before we move on from the story, I know you know quite a lot of details on it. The original... Uh, the way we got hold of it was the article that was posted mm. on News 24 about Butch, who was a, a service dog, and he wasn't allowed to go home with his handler, who reportedly, according to the article, wanted to take him home. But then the subsequent media release that was from uh, was the Etiquini Metro uh, dog hound or dog pound said that the owner didn't want him due to the medical costs.
2: Look, um, obviously from the SPCA's point of view, we can't comment on what happened prior to the Imams and Toti SPCA getting involved – but when the mums and toties were gone involved, the handler was offered the opportunity to adopt the dog. But because the dog had paralysis in both mm. back legs, mm. the owner then, or the handler for, sorry, the handler rather, didn't want to adopt the dog because it's quite expensive to, to treat an animal and keep mm. it on medication. Sure, and there may not have
1: been quality of life for the dog either. Yeah, That's correct. Which
0: is really the responsible decision. But it's just, you know, those articles, when they say things like that, that is what gets people angry. Mm. And then, But I'm glad that you guys have cleared it and said, no, this was actually what happened. And the dog was actually suffering and needed to be euthanized. So but
1: generally, Yaku, do, with Metro Police now, is something happening there now? Are these dogs, when they retired, can they be adopted by their owners, or their handlers rather?
2: With the South African Police Service, we have an agreement. The NSBC has got a standing agreement that all their animals, they do not make the grade. All that retire, if the handlers don't want to adopt them, mm. they get signed over to the SPCA and we then find them homes. Unfortunately, with the Metro Police, because they're municipal-based, um, it, it's not a national act that governs them. So, therefore, the SBCA's or animal welfare organisations in that municipality is responsible in negotiating with those animals to be handed over to them. And the Mums and Toti SBCA is busy um, making negotiations with the yes. Itikwini Metro Police Department.
1: And would the same apply to the rest of the country?
2: Sadly not. The SV says would have to have a standing agreement. Um, with the city of Johannesburg, we know the Animal Anti-Cruelty League has an agreement with, with that Metro Police Department. Ah. Tell
1: me, Yaku, these, these dogs, ex-Metro Police dogs, ex-Police dogs, do they make good pets? Do people adopt them?
2: When they don't make the grade to become police dogs... Mm. um. They then are handed over to to the SPCs for adoption. A lot of people are interested in adopting these animals and most of them do find homes. Unfortunately some of them do have behavioral problems Because mm. bearing in mind they've been confined For quite a long time They've been mm. um, trained excessively So um, yes they do make good family pets But not all of them are suitable For, for yes. adoption due to Aggression and behavioral problems I was problems.
1: just going to say is aggression a problem in them Or not necessarily
2: Not with all of them but right. some of them do have yes
1: Yes. So they don't go back into the Security industry
2: Definitely not and that's, that, that's the main reason Why the NSPCA pursued that to, to get get them signed over to us because in the past they would have been auctioned off and people oh. would go and pay five rand, ten rand for a dog what? and then use them in the private security in the private industry security. or for breeding. Oh hmm.
1: my goodness. Because hmm. are they not spayed or neutered?
2: The police dogs before mm. they handed over to the SPCA are spayed and neutered now.
1: But not previous. Not previously. While they were. Why is that?
2: Some people have this... Um, <laughs> Mythologically thinking That these dogs If if they sterilize They're not going to make uh, A good guard dog mm-hmm. Um But which is untrue Because mm-hmm. if, if you've got A female that's unsterilized Or a male yes. for that matter And you you bring a female That's on heat The dog's not going to do the work And it's going to be a distraction yeah. Right, right. Okay. So
1: you say But a lot of them Do find good homes
2: Most of them yes That's good but news But what we are
0: saying Is also there should be A plan in place For each dog You know, when it goes into serving humans, there should be a sort of, quote-unquote, retirement plan, you know? Not just if the dog is well-behaved at the end of its service, then it can find a home. You know, there should be a, a contract in place with the handler with, you know...
2: Correct, and that's why they should offer the handler the opportunity. But Mm. also we have to bear in mind that when those animals retire, they're at an age where medical cost is of concern. Mm. The dogs might have hip dysplasia or other medical concerns, and the handler might not um, be willing to take on that extra cost. And therefore sometimes um, it does sound cruel, but sometimes the kindest thing to that animal is to humane Mm. euthanize it if it's got so many medical problems. Mm. I think that's
0: where the problem is. It shouldn't be the handler's financial responsibility. I mean, if this dog has... Lived its life in service to a certain organization. Just as when a human retires, they pay that human Mm. out until, you know, ensuring that it is taken care of. So I feel that, uh, yeah, the owner or the handler should be given the option to look after the dog, but should be financially compensated for its medical yeah, costs.
1: Subsidized. That
0: would be ideal. Because they do
1: form mm. very, very strong bonds with their handlers. Don't mm. know too much about it. Tell me, I don't know if you know, these dogs, are they kept in kennels or do they go home with their handlers at night?
2: They're actually kept in kennels when they are off duty. Okay. So they don't go so home So they're with not with half the family handker. pet, half working dog. Correct. So the other issue also might be is that this dog dog might not get along with other people Because no. remember they train to only work with the handler And act on instruction yes. of, of that handler And they also may not be friendly Towards other animals And that could also be a, a, a huge reason Why no. the handlers don't adopt mm. the dogs At the end because they already have pets at home So it's oh, going to cause so a bit they of can't bring a havoc new dog at home yes.
1: And are these, are we talking mainly German
2: shepherds here? They, funny enough, you get Labradors within the service, really? um, Border Collies. Depending what type of dog um, or, or type of service that is rendered, mm. because you've got your narcotics unit. Um, there's various units within the police and the various um, industries that use dogs for safeguarding. Yes, and it all depends on the skills of the animal that's used. They use Beagles. German Shepherd Dog, so there's quite a list of dogs Almost being used.
1: quite a list. Now, another thing that's been, you know, very in the media lately is this Eulin Dog, am I pronouncing it right? Eulin Dog Eat, Dog Meat Eating Festival, something yes, like that. It's the Dog Meat Yulin. Festival. Now, I know there was a lot of protests, there were lots of petitions being signed, celebrities got involved, everybody from Ricky Gervais, um, through to, I think it was Chloe Kardashian, it it was huge. We don't have anything like that in this country or is eating dog meat a problem yeah.
2: In South Africa the consumption or or the the sell, sale of dog meat is illegal so that is not permitted in South Africa. And fortunately, the methods that, that is used is also mm. illegal in South Africa. It's barbaric. It, it would constitute a contravention of our Animals Protection mm. Act. And the NSPCA is strongly opposed to, to the Yulin Festival taking place. Sadly, we don't have any authority no, in, sure. in other countries outside of our borders. But yes, we strongly oppose to this. We will always raise our opinion and, um, that it should stop. Um, it's barbaric. It's got no place in modern society. But we can assure you it will not take place in South Africa. Mm,
0: mm. Mm. I think, but with or without the festival, there's a lot of countries that do eat dog meat just as a, a general thing, you know. Um, so uh, I think it's a bigger pro- societal problem than just a f- one festival.
2: That's correct. Mm. And unfortunately, it's inherited in some cultures to, to yeah. eat dog meat or cat meat. Um, but yeah, um, fortunately in South Africa, um, commercial consumption of dog meat is not permitted.
1: Yeah. And it's so weird how countries differ. I mean, you have this. And on the other hand, I saw these gorgeous images from Nepal where they have this day where they honor and celebrate their best friends, protectors. They, mm. they put garlands around their necks and, Yeah, it's so weird how one country to another.
2: Yes, it it just amazes the person. But if I may add, um, our country actually um, have strong animal protection legislation. Although it's old legislation, we uh, outlawed a lot of cruel and inhumane practices like dog fighting uh, Mm. or animal Mm. fighting Mm. is illegal in South Africa. Um, The bull bull fighting that you were Mm -hmm. talking about would also not be permitted. So there's so many practices that's, that's illegal in our country and prosecutable in terms of our Animal Protection Act. And, Yaka,
1: obviously the
2: dog fighting, the cock fighting. the What about greyhound racing?
1: What is the NSPCA's thoughts on that?
2: Well, the NSPCA and the SPCA movement in South Africa strongly opposes any form of animal racing. That includes pigeon racing, dog racing, oh, really? horse racing. Really? We do oppose that. Um, there's a lot of um, cruelty involved with these uh, types of sports. But fortunately, in South Africa, dog racing has been illegal since the, the early 1940s. Um, the SPCA and the NSPCA movement fight every time um, that they want to legalize it. We raise our opinions, we submit facts, and we strongly oppose the the legalization of, of this cruel and inhumane sport. And we've been successful every time.
1: But it still goes on underground?
2: Unfortunately, as mm-hmm. with any criminal offense, yeah. um, it, it does happen underground. But if they are caught um. Criminal action will be taken against them.
0: Yaku, where does the cruelty come into place when racing? For instance, a horse or the greyhounds or even the pigeons. W- where is the cruelty? Is it in training the animal to do that, or is it in that they are they pushed kept? beyond their limits? Mm. What's the cruelty?
2: Okay, the the cruelty starts from the beginning when the animal is born. The question is, do they cut the grade, Because if they don't, they dumped or they sold for for breeding mm. stock. The okay. the dogs specifically end up in illegal um, hunting. So basically, our wildlife is 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 poached with these dogs and um, they kept in small cages the dogs for most of their life um, they only exercised a couple of times a week, and then, when their race um lifespan is over, they just um, either get mm. killed inhumane or dumped mm-hmm. and, and with
1: horses yaku same thing
2: with, with the horses again, the training techniques that's used um And, again, the age that they start racing and also our biggest concern is when they retire, where do those animals Mm. end up? Mm. But with pigeon racing, it's a whole different scenario because those animals are um, exposed to inclement weather conditions the the distances they race. Um, fortunately, the NSPCA won a high court case, um, making pigeon racing um, longer than a thousand kilometres illegal in South Africa. Really? We're one of the only countries that have a standing order in terms of that, which is great. And and the NSPCA will always stand up and fight for animals and and their mm-hmm. rights. Now, mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. yeah, like we were saying earlier, anything where animals are used for human entertainment yeah. or to yeah. line a human's pocket
2: should be illegal. Yeah. That's correct. And we also have. Um, media outcries with regards to wild animals in circuses because animals, uh, Mm. those are wild animals and they belong in the wild and Mm. should not be used for entertainment. Mm. Mm. No,
1: Sure, and then when accidents happen, you know, it's the animal's fault. Mm. That's what always surprises me. It's never the human's fault. It's always the animal's fault.
2: Yes, but the uh, uh, interesting fact is um, to look um, and do research on how many people have been caught by lions or attacked by lions Mm. in the Kruger National Mm, Park. Which they, those animals are free compared to, right. to animals in captivity. We're and talking
1: about the Lion Park incident. Yes. Correct. Absolutely. They, there's been a lot of controversy around the Lion Park in general.
2: Mm.
1: And, uh, you know, a lot of whispers about what but actually the, goes on there. Yeah,
2: the fact remains they're wild animals. They belong in the wild and not mm. in captivity or being kept as pets.
1: Sure. I believe that lioness that did attack the American tourist. She wasn't euthanized.
0: Yes, they just said they were moving her to another camp a Mm. few kilometers away. And
1: I believe she's being seen to by a a animal behaviorist Mm. because apparently she is still very stressed. So it's an ordeal for her too.
0: So I wonder... You know, I mean, she was just doing what lions do. Sure, yeah, sure, <laughs> you know? sure, sure, sure. I, I don't see why she needs a behaviorist. Uh, you know, I'm not being insensitive to... And a, a yeah, life no, I agree with you. But, yeah, it's, this is what wild you. animals... That's
1: what they do. It's yeah. their job. Yaku, before we let you go, I just wanted to... Quickly, there's a lot of people, as I say, in the next issue of Canine Zone, we've got this wonderful article that Michelle Felgate sent through to us, How to... Where to... The right way to repu- report cruelty. Now... I'm one of those people that have reported for cruelty. If you phone, two questions just to allay the public's fears. Firstly, do you remain anonymous? And secondly, what are you looking for in cruelty? Because I know sometimes there's been a case where as long as there's food, shelter, That's it That's fine uh, Nothing else You know Is looked at What What would you answer To those two questions
2: Well first of all When people report Animal cruelty to us We can assure them um, That their details Will be kept anonymous We've actually been Taken to high court In the past To reveal details Which Mm. we won the case And by law We are not obliged To give out Whistleblowers details Oh really Secondly With regards to Reporting of cruelty Mm. The public need to Understand With our justice system um, We need to educate The public first So depending on the severity of the case yes. We would issue a warning Or two warnings For that matter Depending on on the case, And then only after that, because we have to prove to the magistrate that he or she is issuing a lawful warrant for us to act in terms of the Animals Protection Act, because we can't simply just walk into someone's and property these. and take the and animals. Take we the have animal. to have a warrant. Right. So from our side, we have to fully investigate the case first and try and rectify the problems before we take them to court, because yes. we have to prove beyond reasonable doubt that that person was cruel and inhumane to that animal, because sometimes... It's, it's just that they didn't know of, know better mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or they didn't see the problem. So if they then don't comply, we, we, we then yes. obviously enforce the law and get a warrant. And
1: it must be difficult. I mean, we had a neighbor that we reported several times. She was backyard breeding of little Chinese hairless. And every time we'd call, the neighbors would call the SBCA because these dogs were left outside. She, they would ring the doorbell, she'd see it's them, she'd put them all inside on beds and all the rest. So there was never any proof that there was abuse going on And there.
2: that's why the public, when they report mm. animal abuse, the best is to take photographs. Get evidence. Because if the inspector mm. gets to the property and... The animals now All of a sudden mm, Have access good. to the house Which yeah. is shelter yeah. Then obviously They can't act So Or the dog is chained And then the person Runs quickly mm. To unchain the animal mm. That's why it's always best To take photographs And then accompany that With your complaint yes. And then the inspector's Got evidence to work on
1: Right Right Okay so You know Yaku I, I mean you guys Do an amazing job You really do I don't know how You keep your Your cool In some of these situations That you don't want To leap across the table And throttle mm. somebody mm. But Um you know, I just want to thank you for all that the NSPCA does. And, again, please, the NSPCA does not get government funding. They rely completely on the donations of the public. Yaku, where can they go? How can people help you?
2: If people wish to donate, they can visit our website, which is www.nspca.co.za, and... Um donation information will be given on the website
1: fantastic and good luck with the court case tomorrow Please
2: thank keep you us posted. And thank you for having us and oh, for no, supporting a us pleasure.
1: we will definitely have you back again because it's always such interesting conversations mm-hmm. thanks thank you. yaku
3: it's
0: time for a wechat workout wechat go to the cliff central account tab connect then message to show
1: cliffcentral.com and we're back after that very, very interesting um, conversation with Yaku Peterson. I was just saying that uh, we covered so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and what I like about Yaku is he's really willing to speak about anything. Yes. And he has the authority to do it, so mm-hmm. you can really ask him all those difficult questions. Whereas other people might say, you know, I'm not really right. authorized to comment on right. this and this. I yes. really enjoy having Yaku and getting all the answers that we no, have.
1: Absolutely, and I think we should have him in quite regularly because yeah, there's sure. always questions, you know, about certain cases or what's happening or laws and regulations. Yeah. And I'd especially like to have him back in again to talk about horse racing Because mm. that is something very, very interesting People, they see it as a, mm. a fun sport and all this kind of thing But we don't realize the actual cruelty that goes into it, what happens to these horses yeah, afterwards, yeah. I believe a lot of them actually go for slaughter for, for for meat, so we need to actually look at that we definitely and do. I think
0: a, a lot of people are quick to jump on the bad SPCA sort mm, of bandwagon mm. and you know they euthanize animals and all these things, but no one really looks at the good that they do and oh. he, perhaps why they euthanize certain animals, mm. so you know it really is nice to give them a platform and say they 've been the story. around
1: for years and yeah. they have the authority to make a difference, which is why we need them. So now we've got a very special guest in our studio, the most adorable. You'll see the pictures. We'll post them later. Definitely. I mean, my heart just melted. All my life I've wanted to own a pug, but Mm -hmm. I've always ended up with the bigger dogs and never got the opportunity. One day, one day. But we've got Cheryl and Malcolm Gore in. They are from Pug Rescue. And our special guest is little, tiny, little, what did you call him? A dwarf pug. He's a dwarf pug. He's yes. a dwarf pug. His name is Pickle. And you just have to see this. I mean, he's just this tiny little thing. But yeah. Cheryl, let's just start talking about Pickle. There is no such breed as a dwarf pug. Is there? You say he has medical conditions, which made him so little.
3: That's correct. So often we get phone calls about Um, Where can I find a teacup pug Mm. Or a dwarf pug And my comment to that always is If anyone tries to sell you a teacup pug Or a dwarf pug Run like hell Because there is only one breed standard with pugs Pickle the dwarf pug Has a condition known as osteochondrodysplasia So he in fact is a skeletal dwarf Mm. Good heavens. And you say that's not all. He's also got diabetes. He's also diabetic, and um, he is dependent on insulin. He gets two insulin shots a day. And he has a very controlled and restricted diet. So, yes, he he's also a diabetic.
0: I would imagine he was born with that condition. It wasn't due to diet and things like that.
3: The dysplasia he would have been born oh, no, with. Oh, no, for
0: sure. But diabetes, yes. is, the diabetes
3: is, a, is something that kind of, kind of, mm. we're not sure yeah. why it's come but about. But
0: is it like with humans? You have sort of type 1 and type 2, you know, the one that you're born with and the one that you develop due to your lifestyle.
3: Well, he is—he would be a type one because okay. he's because he's on he is dependent on insulin. Yes, yes. I mean, yes. yes. so yes. I'm
1: not—I'm not really a
3: yeah. Yes. A fundi on diabetes. Uh, on diabetes. So
1: I, uh, I don't think that dogs do get either type one or two. I think they get diabetes. Just a standard, yeah. and and that is it. But now Peckles' origins—he came out of junk mail.
3: Pickle, Just thrown away, yes pickle is a pickle is a junk mail pug mm-hmm. and and um, we'll always be so grateful to Christine who in fact managed to to rescue him um, out of junk mail because our great concern would be is anyone who is not doesn't understand the pug breed mm-hmm. would see this and go oh, wow, look, a dwarf
1: pug. And yes. we start
3: breeding dwarf pugs and not realizing that they're actually breeding a defective
1: gene. Oh, right, mm. right, which, which leads to all sorts of exactly. problems and pain and suffering exactly. for the little dog. Tell us, Cheryl, we'll go into pug rescue and how that came about, but let's look at... Pugs, for uh, to start, they they do make wonderful pets. Um, tell us a bit more about the breed, and also, you know, we'll get to later where you actually, if you want a pug, how to adopt one. Okay. Well,
3: pugs are bred to be companions mm. So if you're looking for a pug Because you're very active It's the wrong breed right. to get <laughs> However, if you are a couch potato And you want to sit and watch television all day And eat Because pugs are the most amazing appetites Then then the pug <laughs> is a breed for you Oh, it would be a sure. breed for me <laughs> Sure, it doesn't It doesn't mean that you can't take them for walks You can yes. take them for short walks But obviously, because they're brachycephalic And they've got these little flat faces They, they will overheat very, very quickly You can't go jogging yeah. with them Yes, mm. so they are just the most amazing pets. To own They're they're little clowns They're the the clowns Of the dog breed However They also have I can be lyrical And just carry on And on and on About (laughs) how absolutely Fantastic pugs are Because they are just The most amazing dogs To own Um, However They do have one Absolute negativity Which some people Just cannot deal with And that Mm. is the amount Of hair that they shed So Mm. they shed hair Constantly 365 days a year And Mm. people will say Oh but that's okay I'll just brush them More often You can brush And brush And brush And brush They're still going To shed hair so if you don't like a lot of hair around and, and hair all over your furniture and your clothes and your beds because yes. they also they want to sleep in your bed right, because they actually, have to absolutely sleep, you know, either on your lap all day and your Well this all night. is
0: the challenge then if their hair falls out is that they are sort of lap dogs and they are gonna be on you all the time, which is the problem. And you know,
3: <laughs> us uh, we call ourselves puggers, us puggers, we live with it and we just say we get stronger vacuum cleaners and make sure we vacuum and sweep every day. Mm-hmm. But some people just it's not for them and that yeah. and that is fine. Yeah. Um it's something that we make very clear as to what the, the positives and the negatives mm. are of pugs before you adopt them from us. However, if you just go and buy a pug, that mm. often is not, mm-hmm. is not shared with you and then people are led into
1: into a breed that they actually don't understand right. the pros and cons of that breed. That's always the problem, isn't it? We've mentioned it so many times yeah, before. you've got to do your research. Do your research yeah. and choose the right dog for your lifestyle, your family. Yes. And your circumstances. Now, another thing about pugs. I've got a good friend, uh, Claudia. Good friends, Claudia and Judge Sharon. They love pugs, and I've spent a lot of time with their pugs. But they do also snore quite a lot, lot. don't they? That they do. That they do. And and and
3: And let off wind. They do. That they most definitely do. And it's one of the things that we, that we indicate when you want to complete an adoption application is do you know that pugs shed hair 365 mm. days a year? Do you know that pugs snore? <laughs> because people need to know what they're letting yes. themselves in for. However, again, you know, that sort of snoring can be very ly- lyrical. It oh, can yes. actually, you know, sort of like a lullaby
1: getting you to sleep at night. Mm, absolutely. It's very soothing. And the letting off wind. Also something you know, they are prone think,
3: to. I I don't think more than, than any than other the than, any, than the average dog. It's, you know, Pickle has quite a high protein diet, so um, he is quite renowned for letting off some wins. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, once again, you know, if we kind of like it. We yeah. Forgive yeah. him. We forgive him. We forgive him. And
1: Cheryl, what about obesity? Is that also something that they're prone to?
3: Very prone to that. And the reason is that pugs actually don't have an off switch when it comes to food. They will just eat and eat and mm, eat. So if you spirit. give them, if you give them 10 kilos of food a day, they'll eat 10. Give them 20 and they'll try and get the 20 in. So very often you'll feed them and they'll still sit there with that face, Aww. you know, the, and the head bobbing from side to side and those eyes. And it's like, I haven't eaten all day. And you just have to be able to discipline yourself to not continue to feeding not feed them snacks. Them. And you have to be very Disciplined, you as a pug owner has to be very disciplined with their diet.
0: Not to give in to those eyes, yeah. and, and it's
3: so difficult not yeah, to. Yeah. I
1: sometimes wish we were on TV so you could see because little pickle is waddling around the floor here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just heart melting. It's no. so adorable.
0: I mean, pugs are small and cute as it is, and then you know, although it is a medical condition, him being a dwarf pug is he's very cute, and I can see the appeal why people want this the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, the average weight of a pug in South Africa is probably around. 8.5 to 9.5 kilos, mm. and pickle weighs 4.2 kilos. So that oh. j- might just sort of give your your context. listeners uh, yeah. put it in context as to how small he really is.
1: And Cheryl, uh, also talking about the breed, what do they have? Sort of genetic conditions. I know people who said they a pug's eyes can pop out. Is that true? Do they? Are they prone to eye conditions?
3: We have never had an eye pop out mm-hmm. with a pug. So so for us right now that is a myth because we've never seen that happen. However. However, because they don't have noses, their eyes actually can get damaged really quickly, and therefore they are prone to eye ulcers. Mm. So an eye ulcer, you in fact have to have that seen to um, as a matter of urgency because once the ulcer bursts, they they can in fact lose their eye. Goodness. They are they do tend to have luxating patellas, and they do also tend to have collapsed tracheas. Oh. So um, and unfortunately in South Africa. We, the really good breeders are no longer breeding. Mm -hmm. So you've got the same bloodlines going round and round and round. And we, we as Pug Rescue, who, who deals with close on to 250 pugs in, in any year, we in fact see how the breed is deteriorating and we see how the breed, how the health problems are coming about because we really don't know which breeders mm-hmm. in fact are bringing bloodlines in from overseas. So you've yes. got the same old bloodlines going round and
1: round and round. Because we've talked about that so often about if you, if you want to adopt Buy a dog, rather. It is so difficult. You've got to find the right reputable. Mm. I use the word reputable. Registered means nothing. It mm. really doesn't. And from what I I know, there are very few people who actually breed or are reputable pure breeders.
3: You're absolutely right. And and what I was in fact saying to someone a little while ago when they contacted, because often we'll get a call and say, well, can you can you recommend a reputable breeder? Mm. We can't. Really? If you go to dog shows, just think of going to a dog show. Think Mm, of a dog show. Do you ever see pugs at the dog shows? No, you don't. No, you don't. That's true. And the reason why you don't is because no one's importing the bloodlines for the betterment of the breed.
1: But why Mm. is that with pugs?
3: I have no idea why that is. In fact, we, Malcolm and I have been asked, why do we look at doing that? we go, no, well, that's a contradiction because we don't believe that you can breed. Our personal belief is you can't breed and and, uh, and rescue. It it, it just doesn't go hand in hand. Um, But... We have, there are, we, the, we, in South Africa, I really do not know any reputable breeders. In really? fact, they uh, my, this is my opinion, and this is what we see, is that the most of the breeders in South Africa are basically breeding for their back backyard Backyard
1: breeders. And this is what people, months.
3: this is what people don't understand, is no responsible, reputable breeder will ever sell their puppies in Junk mail, Gumtree, no. OLX, or in pet shops, you never. will never mm. find them there. You will, in fact, go on a waiting list. Exactly.
0: Uh, Cheryl, sorry, I just want to ask you to pop on your headphones. Uh, we've had uh, Bronwyn waiting on the line for quite some time. Uh, Bronwyn, thank you for your patience. Uh,
1: hi. I just wanted to say I got two beautiful pugs from Cheryl from Pug Rescue um, seven years ago
3: when I was uh, before my girl was born, and they've been with us since um, since my kids were born. And they've been absolutely amazing. I can't thank Cheryl and Doug enough for everything they do. Pugs are the
1: best animals you could possibly have uh, if you have children because they don't—they can't hurt them. Their teeth are so small that <laughs> they can't really bite, um, and they don't bite. Their nature is just
3: gentle and lovely. My dogs have been cooled on and pulled on, and their ears chewed, and their tails tails pulled, and they just wag their tails and come back for more. They are delightful, darling little dogs, and. Um, the fur issue aside, because I've stopped wearing black, <laughs> um, the fur issue aside, everything else about my dog use is absolutely delightful. Oh, Bronwyn, it's so lovely to hear your voice, and you're such a fantastic pug owner. Thank you so much for caring so well for your two adopted pugs.
1: Thanks, Phil. I love you guys. <laughs> love you too. Hi, Bronwyn. It must be wonderful Bye. to to hear from Parents that adopted their pug
3: babies from you—it most definitely is, and it, it, it's it's always so wonder, wonderful
1: to have feedback and to know that mm. our adopted pugs are just doing are so well the in their new homes. So, Cheryl, that leads us on to pug rescue. How did that all begin? Well, if you told
3: me ten years ago that I would be rescuing dogs right now, I would say, "Me? No, definitely not me." Mm. You know, I was very much into my career and my fancy cars and you know all the materialistic stuff. However, pug rescue found us. We didn't go out looking for <laughs> pug rescue, and um. We had, we had two pugs at the time when my then sales manager's um, daughter's aftercare had a little pug running around there. And I said, what well, if the pug is still there? Please bring it back to your house and I'll come and fetch it, which we then did. And Malcolm phoned around and we found the owner and then the owner decided that they were not going to come and fetch the pug. We then, the, the pug club of Teng in fact, had a pug rescue as part of the, the, the pug club. So I contacted them and said, do you offer a rescue? And they said they did. And I took little Scooby to them. Cried all the way back home because I felt like I was rejecting him. Then I decided to adopt him, and uh, Sarah von der the Moelen then asked whether I would be interested in in running the rescue side of the Pug Club. I said, you know, I have such a demanding career that I don't think I'd be able to do that. And she said, well, you know, it's only tw- about twenty pugs a year. So I said to my husband, I'm sure we could for twenty pugs a year into our life. <laughs> well, um, we then took it over and then registered it as a separate entity. And now we're rescuing on average 250 pugs wow. in a year. Mm. Mm. So, so that's how pug rescue came about. It was just never, it was never planned. It's just, Goodness. it was just the way, you know, the universe had decided yes. to direct us. Mm. And
1: I've seen, I mean, it's not just pugs. I've seen all these stories. I mean, this, Jonna, is a real animal angel. You mm. sat in the night after night in the freezing cold to find a little feral Dushant.
3: <laughs> we did. And you eventually trapped him. We, well, we did. We did. We did. We did. Um, In fact, what happened is on the 21st of April, uh, Malcolm was coming back, my husband was coming back from a business trip in Durban. And in fact, he was bringing a pug back with me, so that's why he had to drive back and he couldn't fly. And he stopped off at Villiers at the last stop, little pug, you know, stretch Mm. his legs Mm. and do what pugs do. And then he saw this little Daxi running around and he tried to catch the Daxi and was asking the guys about the Daxi and they said, no, the Daxi has been there for about six or seven months. Gee. Of course, he couldn't catch the Daxi. Came home, told me about it and then I, now I knew about it. I couldn't just do nothing. Uh, it starts playing on your mind. It starts playing on my mind. So we had a team of pug rescue girls headed off there and um, Christine was my, she was always with me and it took us eight eight trips to Felice, which is like one and a half hours there, one and, mm-hmm. and a half hours back. Mm-hmm. And we sat out amongst the truckers and all the nightly duties that happened there. Um, it took us a total of 78 hours to finally Check get this, this to trap guy. this little girl. Yeah, it's, it's a, a little, little girl. girl. It's a little girl. And, um, yeah, so we bought Why her. Why was she there? Do you think she was abandoned? They say that the, the staff there say that she was abandoned. They say apparently somebody just drove, just drove, dropped just dropped her off and, and left. So yeah, so the one night we spent the whole night there We got there at half past five in the afternoon And we only left at six o'clock in the morning And we tried the most weird and wonderful Ways of of trapping her And the very last night The eighth time in fact that we were there We got there at quarter past three in the afternoon And Christina and I thought, okay, you know Let's um, let's see maybe if we get there earlier And they told us where she hangs out during mm. the day But we couldn't see her, we put the trap out there And then we moved the trap again to De You know, this, yes, this yes. Villiers engine has got a Pazdal And we put it there and Up until 20 past 8 that evening, we had not seen her. We had not seen her. And we were asking the staff, is she still around? We hope nothing had happened to her. And they said, yes, they had seen her the previous day. They hadn't seen her that day. And I said, if we don't see her by half past 8, we're going to have to pack up. I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. there are other things that need to be done. And suddenly Christine grabbed my arm and said, there she is. And it literally took five minutes. She went and got into the trap, set the trap off, and there we had her. Mm-hmm. And it was like just the most amazing. And feeling. she's still with you now. She's still with us. Yes. And in fact, uh, I <laughs> would, I'd love to keep her, but
1: um, <laughs> I was just going to say, this is this a permanent residence? Well,
3: <laughs> you know, well, if we find that absolutely amazing home, then we will let her go. But it was quite an experience, and a lot of people were asking us, but it's not a pug, you know? Why are you spending so much time? Uh, trying to catch this little dog when it's not even a pug. Yes. We know it, it's a little life that needs yeah, to be absolutely. saved. Oh, sure. So we had to do what we do because often people think pug rescue. So why only do, why yes, do you only rescue yes. pugs? It's not the case. Right now, in fact, on Friday, I did roll call at pug rescue. There are <laughs> ni- 96 doggies at pug rescue <laughs> of which 31 are non pugs. Oh, So, mm-hmm. so we, it's like, pugs. like it's one pugs. out of
0: every three dogs you rescue is not a pug. Are not pugs. And then we oh. also have
3: our outreach program that we, we run in the Gabon informal settlement in Davyton. Where we have over a 1,000 dogs and cats registered with us, and we, we in fact, take a vet out with us, and we offer veterinary care. We sterilize, Mm. Mm -hmm. and we feed. So we do do – in fact, I think we assist more non-pugs than we assist pugs at this stage.
1: But, you know, that's – also something that I wanted to talk about. You guys do so much in terms of marketing. I haven't been there yet and I promise Cheryl, I was saying now to Heiko, who's here with me today, we oh, will Sharon's be coming got an intern today, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we will be going to Pagressi. I've seen the pictures. You've got these gorgeous little wendy houses for them and all that sort of thing. We do have and we also take flack for that, believe oh. believe it or not. Why but yes. be that as it may.
3: Um when Malcolm and I decided, we then sold our, we, we then, when we got into Pug Rescue, we had this beautiful paid off house and you know, we were going to just like enjoy our life and travel mm. and then mm-hmm. animal welfare found us and now we're poor because we've invested <laughs> all our money into animal welfare. But we had to sell and then we had to move to, um, a property that's 9,000 square meters. We bought that and then, um, pulled some of our investments and built the shelter. The one thing Malcolm did say to me is if we're going to do this seriously, it has to be a place that we would be happy for our own dogs to yes, live in. Yes. If we aren't happy for our own dogs to live in, then why should any un- any other animal right. come and live there? So we do try and offer all the animals in our care a uh, home away from home. So that's – and I think we've and achieved And you have it. all
1: these wonderful – tell us about your pug days and is it
3: the Yuppers Day and all that stuff. We have. Thing? We have the second Saturday of every month. We have a fundraiser called Yappy Hour.
1: Yappy Hour.
3: So that is where pug owners – Come along with their pugs And it's not just Pug owners Because any dog That enters our property Is an honorary pug For that day If they're not a pug So if you have A well socialized dog You can come in and, And have some fun And then Every month We have different themes uh, last month was um, my my has got talent. Obviously, pug now being a generic for any yes, dog. Yes. So then we have little talent shows, and we oh. have pug and tines, and we have the pug. Olymp- we, we, we have what we call the pug Olympics, and we got this like little area, and then they're going to show us their skills. But it's but it's more about having a good laugh, and it's not yeah. about it's yes. not about you know who gets the prize
1: because they not, are little clowns. They are just little so clowns, amazing.
3: and we just sit and we just have a a, a day of fun and laughter and. It's, you know, a whole lot of people that love animals that are together yes. and people now have a place that they can bring their animals and sometimes they yes. have live music. So the
1: second Saturday of every month starts at 12 o'clock at Pug Rescue. Oh, that sounds, that sounds so much fun. And I mean, we were talking about it earlier. I know we've got an article in the current issue of Canine Zone. It's on shelves now about Charlie, yes. the little pug that was adopted from you. Yes. Beautiful story. But again, people listening and saying, Oh, we want a pug. Please. We cannot stress enough, am I right Cheryl, do not purchase from a pet store, do not go online, do not go to a backyard breeder, rather go and adopt. Absolutely, and you know very often uh, one of the the one of the
3: comments I've had as well, and this breeder was so kind he saved me the trouble to travel out all WX. the way to where he is. He met me at the garage because mm.
0: he doesn't want to exactly show you he mm. doesn't want so. you to see
3: how those animals are living mm-hmm. in the state that the parents are in, so in fact he's just fooling you, and you just by 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 purchasing from these backyard breeders you whether you like it or not mm. you're part of the of the animal yeah. abuse he's that, supporting that, the yes. and whether it's a pug, a border collie a Husky, hmm. a Boston, a Peak, whatever it might be, a little
1: crossbreed, you will find it in a shelter. Absolutely, you will. Cheryl, before we go, we're running out of time, tell us how people can get hold of you. We have a website,
3: pugrescue.co.za, and we also have a Facebook page, Pug Rescue South Africa. And they're more than welcome to like us. They're also going to like Pickle's page, Pickle oh. the Dwarf Pug. He has oh, his own right. Facebook page with wow. 8,366 friends. That's more than me. it's more than me. Yeah, it's more than me. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: certainly. And then we also have your little ad and information in Canine Zone Thank magazine people Thank you so much. We really appreciate this. And we're going to keep working with you to try and find all these babies' wonderful Thank homes. Thank you so much. So... That's it for this show. Jono, we've covered so much today. Yes,
0: it's been a serious but also fun show. It's been a
1: great fun show. I don't even know what we've got lined up for next week. I know it will be great.
0: (laughs) And also remember the week after that, we have our interview with author Marybeth Haynes on the power of pets. Uh, She's coming to us from Canada. Yes, and then
1: after that, it's Wodak. I'm going to be at Wodak for Mm -hmm. a couple of days. That'll be lots and lots of fun. But thanks for listening in. And as we always say, go out and give all your pets a big hug from us
0: cliffcentral.com